4040 Radio, this is Nick Andrews, and for this week's pod, I spent half an hour with the great Sam Morrison. He's blown up on Instagram with his account called Baseline Conversations. Sport runs deep in Sam's family, and after growing up in American football, Sam has picked up tennis this year and is documenting his journey. I talked with Sam about the opportunities and challenges of coming to the sport later in life, representation in tennis, and his plans for Baseline Conversation. They are massive. It was a great chat, and I'm grateful to Sam for the time. But before we get into it, please subscribe to 4040 Radio if you're enjoying it. And if you're not, tell me why. And why not leave a review? It's the ultimate gift. It's all I want from you. Stick around to the end, and I'll let you know how you can win one of our limited edition art prints right now on Instagram. Enjoy. Let's do it. Sam Morrison, Baseline Conversations, absolutely stoked that we're on the phone. You're calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm here in Highbury, London. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well, doing well. Just really happy to be on this this podcast with you and chatting some tennis and chatting some life. So thank you for having me. The world is a funny place, I think. Um, Just a few days ago, I saw you on Instagram. Your account is Baseline Conversations. You had about 5,000 people following you and maybe five videos and... You're quite literally standing at the baseline of a tennis wall, tripod set up, having a hit and chatting. And I just really loved it. And obviously other people are loving it. What's going on? And it's it's funny you're saying that because, yeah, like within the first five videos, it felt like I was gaining like a thousand followers per day, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't, when you say what's going on, I have no idea because I'm trying to wrap my mind around the fact that so many people are not only enjoying it enough to like it, but enjoying it enough to follow it and actually um, interact with it as well, comment and give me tips and even critiques and criticisms and things like that. But um, it's 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 really, really cool. I had, it's just really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly still kind of overwhelmed about the entire process of it and how it's kind of blowing up. And, you know, I'll, I'll post something and people immediately just, you know, run to it, which is cool. So it's, it's, it's given me a lot of a lot of really cool feelings that I haven't had in a long time. It makes me feel, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a great feeling. I love it. So. Cause you, like I read a little bit about you. I know that your dad was playing in the NFL, like kind of amazing story. You played college football. You were just tell me about your little brother plays college yep. football, Notre Dame. I don't know where I read this. I went kind of full stalk of it. I think your sisters are like, it yeah. sticks, is it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So my older sister, so there's five of us, my older sister, Faith, she was a college gymnast at university of Washington. My little sister, Grace, she was a college volleyball player at Appalachian State University in North Carolina. And then my little sister, Naomi, she um, is a national champion gymnast at uh, University of Michigan. So go blue. They're playing in the championship tonight for American go football. Blue. Yep, go blue. And then uh, my little brother. Yeah, he's an All-American as well. He plays at Notre Dame and he'll probably follow my dad's footsteps and go to the NFL as well. So our whole entire family was just, you know, free school, just all athletes and all that stuff, which is cool. That is crazy to have that much sporting talent in one family. That that's literally no. insane. So, what are you four? Are you four siblings or five? Like, I'm four siblings. There's yeah, five. So I'm, I'm one of the five. Yep. Um, okay, so you're five five brothers and sisters, and I think it's interesting because I kind of I played two sports growing up. I played tennis and I surfed. I did a bit of what you would call soccer and what I call soccer. I kind of like an all round person, but love tennis, love surfing the most growing up where I did. And I was never playing tennis at any level that is amazing. You've come from a sport, which I think is very hard. American football 
is like a math game, in my opinion, to watch it yeah. is really challenging. How are you finding tennis as a sport? Honestly, I'm finding in, it's it's interesting that you ask that. And it's funny that you surf because my girlfriend, she surfs as well and she loves oh. it. I think that's even such a niche thing as well. But yeah, nice. it's and I'm trying not to be because all I know is football, you know, somewhat basketball, I play basketball, like like middle school, elementary school and things like that. And then track for a little bit as well. So all I really know is what I know. Um and I haven't even tried that many other sports. Like I've dabbled in things like that. Um, I've gone to like the batting range and things like that. Um, didn't really play baseball growing up, but all I know is pretty much what I know. And like that can be good, but also sometimes bad because it definitely it restricts you from learning and growing in so many different areas and things like that. I think the first thing I asked my parents when I started playing tennis, I was like, why didn't y'all put me in this? Yeah. And they were like, and they're like, usually parents put their kids in sports that either they did or they or have been, you know, surrounded by. And so I get that. And so I was never like mad, but I was just like, man, like tennis just hasn't been in my life. And so it's it's cool. And obviously I love tennis um, and I'm like addicted to it. But I think it's because I just I hadn't tried it before. You know, yeah. like the only thing I did was football. And so I'm over here. My mind is completely blown at this sport. And I'm like, man, well, if I feel this way about tennis, are there other sports that I might feel this way about as well? But honestly, there's something about tennis that is just completely unraveling my life. I'm not sure what it is about it. You know, you play ping pong, you play badminton, things like that. But for some reason, you look at tennis and it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's easy. Right. It's like, OK, you got the racket, you got the ball. All you have to do is hit it. But I've just quickly realized that it's not even like someone in the comments said that, like, you have to work so hard at tennis just to suck. Right. And I was just that is so true. because That's how I feel right now. But when I tell you, I I can't even come up with the words to explain to you how much tennis is just like blowing my mind. Like, I think it's the coolest thing ever, like the small nuances the racket, the ball, the court, like just the terminology, like the technique, everything about it's just, it's like learning a new language. Like it, it's like learning Spanish or, you know, whatever it may be. It, it really is like learning a new language. And I'm just, it, it's, and it's such a different change of pace from like a football where football is so physical. It's so physical. It's so brutal. Yes. There's like the mind games I go into, but it's a pretty much a physical sport and it's an exhausting sport as well. And it's really, really cool that you know, you go to a sport like tennis and I feel even more stimulated in tennis without the wear and tear in my body. And obviously tennis, you know, you get injur injuries and things like that, but it's like, I'm not out on the court getting concussions, you know, like I'm out there just, you know, trying to figure out how can I place the ball in a place where that person can't get it, you know? And I think that's like the cool chess match of it. So if you get tackled playing tennis, something has gone really wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> you are, you need to change your doubles partner. Okay. Um, so it's kind of more the the game itself. I mean, the game is, it, it can be unforgiving. I, I don't play golf and I have only played it once. I was terrible in Ireland. Um, but I think tennis and golf are probably similar where like I saw you, you know, hitting backhands, hitting forehands against the wall. Something I find is there's a thousand different forehands to hit. And so yeah. you can do a lesson with a coach and you think I've got that nailed. And then you yeah. start your game and it's nothing like that. And, and yeah. variation kind of keeps it fresh for you. Uh, but it makes it frustrating as well. So it can yeah. be a bit humbling. No, it, it, and that's the thing. It's like, and even because I started off early, when I first started playing tennis, I bought like a ball machine and things like that. And yeah. be on the ball machine all day, just crushing it, like, <laughs> like smooth shots and things like that. And then I started playing live with people and I was like, these balls aren't the same as the ball machine. Like these balls are going over here and here. And it's like, even like you said, there's so many different variations of a forehand to where it's like, even on my videos, it's like people are seeing me 
hit so many different forehands. So they're giving me so much different advice and things like that. What I'm realizing it's like, and even the wall, it's like the wall itself isn't even, you know, conducive to what playing actually is, you know? And so I'm just even realizing that. And so it's just been, it's been such a, there's so many layers, I think. And I think what I'm realizing about tennis is like, and obviously football, there are layers as well, but I've just been really enjoying like literally, it's like those little porcelain dolls where they're like, you open it up and it's like, oh, another doll, another doll, another yeah. doll. You last, it's like, no, there's little dolls right here. And it's just like the layers of it that I'm experiencing. And that's just on one stroke, you know, that's just on one forehand stroke. It's not, we're not talking about slices or backhands or things like that. Like that's just one stroke. So very, very interesting for sure. I had a look through some of the comments on your videos and Many of them are very encouraging. I think people, I think you've kind of dialed into a nice format. People like, I didn't see any feedback. Are people generally or genuinely giving you like training? <laughs> oh, coaching. yeah. Oh, unsolicited yeah. coaching. Oh, go look in the, yeah, go look at the, and mainly they'll DM me because like, but bro, look at that stuff. People will like argue, no, he should be doing it this way or that way. And I'm just like, hey, hey, guys, like, like go go work at your job like i'm sure you guys have like things to do like like i'm not begging y'all to like tell me this now it's like if you can for sure but no people like i have a lot of coaches and like it's great advice it's awesome advice but yeah people are like kind of taking ownership of like me and saying all right sam you got to do this and that yeah people love that's that's human nature people love sharing knowledge you know and that's what's really really cool about the page is that it's kind of capturing that where everyone's like everyone feels the same exact way that I feel about tennis. So they're trying to pretty much relay that to other people and to myself as well, which I think is really cool. But yeah, they're, they're in the comments for sure. Um, putting on clinics, which is cool. Getting those free clinics. Hey, that's a great way to get 12,000 free coaches is to uh, it's just the blow up with straight up videos on a tripod and a ball machine. I, I think you're lucky because I came to tennis when I was probably five. My dad played, my mom played, my grandma. Um, it's huge in Australia. Tennis is one of the most, I would say, one of the more popular sports um yeah. aside from like rugby but okay. because i learned as a kid and because it's such a frustrating game and because mm -hmm. i was so mentally weak as a child mm -hmm. i probably could have been a lot better if i didn't have like the tantrums and the meltdowns and now yeah. I, I love tennis now because i'm 30 i'm in this kind of zen mode where i can walk out and play a terrible game and i'm like you know what i had a nice time today and i <laughs> i'm all right with it so i kind yeah. of envy you i feel like you can come to it at a time where you're a bit I don't know, maybe having some maturity helps you just enjoy the game for what it is, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, because that, that's the thought. I always say this, and a lot of tennis players like kind of correct me when I say this, but I'm just like, man, like, because I started playing football when I was around like eight or nine, I would say. Yeah. So same thing. Um, super young, uh, very, very emotional. I even think looking back, if I would have played football with a better mindset, and obviously it's like you can't get around being an immature eight-year-old. There's no mature eight-year-olds ever. But um, so a lot of tennis players, I'm just kind of like, man, I wish I would have played this when I was like five. And they were like, well, and I'm like, I probably would have done this and that. I'm like, if I could have gone D D1 in football, I could have gone D1 in tennis. And they're like, well, like practically sure, right? Because you're athletic and things like that. Um, but they're just like, you just don't know what your experience would have been like if you pair your five-year-old mind with the rigorous you know, mental challenges that tennis comes with as well. And so I often think too, I'm just like, you know, as much as I'd love to sit here and say, um, I would have done this if I would have been this age at the same time. I don't know. You know, like I, I melted under the pressure when it came to football and that's a team sport. So I'm like, imagine what my young self would have done, you know, if I'm over here playing a set at five and it's like, you gotta win, you know, I probably would have wanted, wanted to quit, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm really grateful that I started when I started. Cause like, the type of thinking that tennis requires, it does require, 
you know, you to be calm and have composure as well, you know? And so I'm glad that I have that at 26. I'm able to process my emotions well. I'm not over here cursing and throwing rackets and things like that. I'm able to understand, okay, cool. There's a process to this. And so I don't think I would have had that when I was five or even eight, you know? So, yeah. You've had that process already of having to learn a sport. You know how it goes. You're like, I'm going to be, it's going to be rough. I'm going to get a little yeah. bit better and then I'll plateau. It might get better, but you know, if I can kind of enjoy this process. Exactly. 100%. I need a picture. I've never been to Arizona. I was looking on a map. I can understand spatially where it is. I've never been to that side of the US. I've only yeah, been to New California. Yeah, New California, which is a spiritual home place for me. I have to say um, the Gold Coast where I grew up is like climactically the same as California. Um, so it just always looks like somewhere I belong. But what's your club like? Where are you actually playing? So I play in Phoenix. So I actually bought a house last year, which is awesome. Nice. I bought a house in Phoenix, which I'm very happy about. Um, I feel very, and I'm I'm in this mature era. You know, I'm homeowner playing tennis. Like I feel very <laughs> super, like a 30 year old, 35 year old dad just sitting back, taking the kids to school and things like like that. But so you I live in Phoenix. You life steps. You know, you're just straight to the top. Straight to the top. I said, I'm bored of just you know. Let me go to the top. Yeah. And so I um. So yeah, Phoenix is a, is a cool area. Um, it's very hot out here. It's the desert. So summers will get to be 120 degrees, um, which I'm not sure. Do you guys do Celsius over there? Celsius. Yeah, we're Celsius people. Not sure what Celsius that would be, but it's hot. So think of just something that's like un, unbearingly hot. Um, and so um, Phoenix is a hot place, but it's it's an awesome city. It's really, really cool. Very, very slow, very laid back. And so a buddy of mine was like, hey, man, I got to take you over to this, this place and find you a coach to hit with. And I was like, all right, perfect. So he took me over to this place. that's like 15 minutes from my house down the road. It's called Phoenix Tennis Center. So PTC. And so PTC just has these gorgeous blue courts, a bunch of really cool courts. It's a really big complex. It's a black owned business, which is awesome. It's really, really cool. So they have like everybody there um, from different ethnicities, backgrounds and things like that. A very clean environment. And I got to I'll probably send you some pictures afterwards. Um, just a vibe for it. But. I play at Phoenix Tennis Center and this was like my first time ever being a part of like, I don't even think it's not even a country club. It's just like a legit, just tennis club. And yeah, walk in, there's a lady at the front desk. All right, who are you playing with? Oh, I'm playing with coach Ben. I'm playing with my buddies over here. I'm reserving this court. Can I get the ball machine? So it's a pretty straightforward spot, but it's just cool because like, there's just such a cool etiquette about these places. Like it's not rowdy. It's not rah, rah. It's just, Hey, everyone's there to play tennis and everyone there loves tennis. So if you have a rack in your hand, people are kind to you, you know, um, doesn't matter what you look like. Everyone's just like, Hey, good morning. Good morning. And so it's cool. It's a really, really cool place. A lot of the people are just awesome. I, I meet so many cool people there every single day. And it's just one big kind of like party around tennis, which is cool, but, um, a really, really cool vibe. So I love it. Phoenix is doing something right. And I can, I've been a member at a club like that where it was that vibe thing. And it was the, have you watched the, well, the Australian Open will be on next week. I would, that is a tennis club in Melbourne. And I was a member there for a few years and it was, you could just turn up, you knew everybody, you were in WhatsApp groups, you could yeah. find a game any day, any time of day. Um, it's been really hard in London. London, London has a lot of like public courts, but there'll be sort of three or four courts that are impossible to book, super expensive. Um, and it's tough. So I'm, I'm quite jealous. So a lot of the thing are a lot of the courts like private owned as well. And you kind of have to. There are these crazy expensive members clubs, which you can't really get in. You know, you have like a three year waiting list and then you got to pay $10,000 yeah. to be a member and stuff. So um, I'm glad that you've kind of found that. I think that 
it's also kind of special because I definitely think that tennis has been held as a sport um, with to the kind of a very select group in the world for a long time. And I think a lot of people don't see themselves in tennis. Yeah, it's it's better, and but still different. You know, I don't see, you know, the tennis club being, obviously this is the one that I've been to, so I can't compare it to many. So all I know is kind of PTC, but mm-hmm. it being a black owned um, business that has a lot of, you know, majority white people who come and play and things like that because, you know, they love their tennis. It's It's interesting because even growing up, I never saw myself in tennis. Like I just found out who Arthur Ashe was like five years ago, you know, like, and then the only other black tennis players were, yeah, Venus and Serena. And I'm like, now, you know, you got Tiafo, Ben Shelton, Coco Goff, you have Sloan Stevens, you have Chris Eubanks, you have all these different people who are playing that it's, it's awesome. And even the, uh, the Arthur guy from, or I think he's from, forgot where he's from, but, um, Arthur, I, uh, I think he might be French. French, I think so. Yeah, I think he might be French. And then the We're other guy, wrong. <laughs> I think you might be right. But yeah, I just, I don't think, and just candidly saying like tennis has never been a sport that black people play, you know, it's, it's football, it's basketball, it's track, it's all these different things. It's even, you know, more so baseball too. And so I don't, and, and it, there's never anything wrong about that. And I never felt like I couldn't play. I never felt like, or like, Hey, you can't do this. It was just more so I didn't see people who looked like me playing. So therefore I didn't have this draw to play. But now, you know, you see, like, I, I definitely do think representation matters for sure. Like when you see someone who looks like you playing a sport, it's like, Oh wait, like I can do that, you know? And so I really appreciate just the diversity out here in Phoenix. Like uh, one of my best buddies who actually got me into tennis, he's another black guy who played football as well. And it's kind of fun because like he and I, we kind of stick out like sore thumbs. It's like we're running from court to court just trying to play with anybody. And it's just cool um, that tennis is, it's available to everybody. You know, obviously it's an expensive sport. So when I say everybody, it's not everybody, but it's something that people definitely can play regardless of, you know, your cultural background and things like that. So I'm excited to see tennis move in a direction where we see much more representation in different spaces that we haven't seen before. And when I say before, I'm just getting into tennis, so I can't, don't fact check me on, on, on the, the, the racial identity of tennis. But at the same time, it has been cool seeing people who look like me playing on, you know, some of the biggest stages in tennis. So just having heroes in the sport, there are so many good ones. So like, did you think tennis was a cool culture? Like I know that's a no word but did did you see it as something cool that you wanted to be part of no never bro like not even close like i never i never looked at tennis and obviously the sport it's like okay tennis was just a sport where they make funny noises when i hit the ball like that's just that that was a thing it's like anytime you play tennis when you're like a novice at it you just try to grunt it's like oh get the tennis like tennis has just been the the tennis grunt sport it's like yo you make funny noises but i never was like oh my goodness like that tennis player is so wavy they're cool they're this until recently where i was actually playing my buddy his name's freddie mesmer he's the um he's the head tennis coach at georgetown university in dc he and i went to high school together and we had spanish class together and I remember he played tennis in high school and like, I never looked at him and said, yo, bro, what you're doing is so cool, but it's fine because like, I'd much rather my 26 year old self now tell him that I think he's cool rather than my 14 year old self. You know, it's like, it's, you know, what do you know at 14? Right. But no, I never looked at tennis as like this really cool wavy sport that I was like, oh, like the best of the best, the coolest, most culturally inventive people, they play tennis, which is weird because I'm doing some research and I guess like tennis was like always at the forefront of like fashion, if that makes sense. I, I, I'm not sure if that's a thing, but I'm reading that. And I was like, wait, why did I not know that like tennis players were actually 
you know, they could dress and they had like these sneaker deals and things like that. So um, it's been really interesting looking back and realizing like I never looked at tennis as like this cool sport. But now I think it's like the epitome of coolness, in my opinion now. So kind of I can see how something like NFL is uh, it's an uphill battle for tennis to win over the youths in the States, I'm sure. Um, no, but I like I but it'd be cool if if it did, you know, like that'd be really, really cool if a sport rose to a level of cultural prominence where it can kind of shift the balance a bit. You know, I know that's what me and my buddy, we have plans to hopefully, that's what, you know, based on conversation, like it's just starting these conversations about this, right? Um, and I definitely want to get to a point where people say, yo, like, that's really cool. Like, you look really cool doing that. I want to do that. You know, you look really cool wearing that. I want to wear that. You know, now I'm just, I'm the biggest ASICs head ever. Like, I'm like, I need ASICs. Like, I love ASICs more than anything. I have all their sneakers, tennis shoes and things like that. So I'm just like, hopefully someone's like, yo, where'd you get those ASICs from? I'm like, haha, I got you. You know, so yeah. that's the goal. Interesting. What are, what are the brands I know? Because actually I got connected with this guy who... Uh, works at Diodora, which I thought was awesome because my mom was like, oh my goodness, like Diodora is kind of legendary. I was like, oh, no way. Like it was yeah. really, really cool. And then um, I know, yeah, Lacoste is tennis as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, Lacoste is tennis. Does Puma do anything tennis or no? Off the top I mean, of my head, I don't know. They must have at some point. I think everyone's dabbled. Everyone's had a go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what are like the coolest, coolest tennis brands and begin just buying stuff and trying to mix and match and things like that. So yeah, they're on that. What are you playing with? What's your racket? Uh, so I play with uh, Coco Goss racket, the head boom, and it's, it's cool. Like I, I'm like I said, I'm three and a half months in, so I'm learning like the specifications and things like that. I'm trying to figure. I, I just learned how to grip my racket, so I'm no racket connoisseur, wow. things like that. Um, but I play with that. Um, I have this like older vintage Wilson racket that my girlfriend's dad gifted to me as well. But all the rackets that I use that I have used have been the head rackets. But the Coco Goff one is really cool. I think it's a bit heavier. I think it's like meant for power. So I want to begin, I got a, a Yonex 97H for Christmas. And so I'm going to get that strung pretty soon here as well um, and see how that feels. I think that's more of a heavier one as well, but I want to begin to kind of like mess around with rackets. Cause I'm just, I'm so intrigued. It's like picking your sword for battle. You know, it's like, all right, which one am I using today? How am I feeling? Um, you know, which one is going to do the best against this person versus that person. And so I'm just really getting into what are the best type of rackets to use for beginners or intermediate and things like that. So, yeah. And then you put all that effort into choosing your racket, getting it strung all perfect and go out and play. Absolutely. <laughs> As I find, you think, wow, worth the process. <laughs> hey, I think just, just just enjoy uh, playing some different rackets. What's exactly. the game plan for you? Like, you know, your tennis, are you playing every day? Yeah, I try. So right now, so I'm I'm Christian. So I, uh, I'm actually, my full-time job, I have two full-time jobs, but I work in the music industry. Um, then I'm, I'm also a youth pastor at my church. So really heavily involved in the church. And so we do this really cool, like five-day prayer and fasting where we kind of, you know, cut out certain things. I'm doing like a liquid fast. Um, so I'll do smoothies and juices and things like that to kind of get back centered and, and spend a lot of time praying and just kind of taking the, the week easy. So I'm not playing this week, which honestly is good because I kind of hurt my wrist a bit. Um, so I'm resting up which is great but yeah i um when i got my ball machine that just allowed me to play more because it's like you know if i can't play with someone it's like okay cool ball machine um but yeah like recently in the last month or so this last month the first two months eh, but this last month and a half to maybe two months i i try to play at least once a day 
if I'm lucky twice, you know, I'll have a session in the morning, you know, then I'll do ball machine, but I've developed a really cool flow for myself where I'm just kind of always around tennis in some way. So Mondays and Wednesday mornings, I play this thing called live ball. So live ball is kind of like a king of the court style doubles type thing. So one of my old coaches who I played with um, a little while ago, she was like, Hey, like we can do lessons, but she's like, the best way that you're going to get better is just playing with people and just like getting used to just going back and forth. She's like, people think that like lessons, you know, and obviously like you need lessons, but she's just like, you're not going pro. She's like, you just need to get comfortable hitting the ball. And so Mondays and Wednesdays, I have live ball from like six to seven, which is always so much fun competing with those guys. And then right after that, I'll go to PTC, do a lesson with my coach if I can, if he's free. Um, and then in between those days, I'll just hit with friends and just be around. But I, I definitely try to get on court at least once a day. Like if I don't get on court once a day, I feel like I'm getting worse, which isn't the case. But I think it, it's just, it's the weird addiction I have right now. I'm just obsessed with getting better at this. And so I try to play at least once a day. So, yeah. And what about the socials? What do you think with Instagram? Just keep doing oh, it. Oh, I mean, to be honest, like I'm going to be very candid. Like I want this to be a thing. Like I want... And I, I'm glad because if there's one thing that I know how to do, I know how to grow things um, by the grace of God. He's just given me like a cool eye to understand like what looks good and what sounds good. So a lot of it, you know, and I like to think the videos look very high quality and, you know, produced out and things like that. I'm just doing it off of my iPhone 15. So nothing crazy. So once I get like better cameras, it'd be cool to see. There we go. Going strong. So I'm the same one. It's not, it's nothing crazy, but no, with Instagram, I I'm on TikTok. I think I have like 2000 followers on TikTok. So that's growing as well too, which is cool. But to be honest, um, Nick, like I, I want this to be a big thing. Like I want, you know, the goal is like a hundred thousand followers, you know, pretty soon here. Like that's definitely something. And it's not for the sake of followers. I just want to see how far and how wide the test community actually is. You know, I want to see if I can create something that can spread all across, not just the country, but the world as well, which it's been doing because like a lot of my followers are from these foreign countries that I've never been to before. And so I really want baseline to be, to, to be what it is, right? Like a, 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 a medium, a format that just encourages and promotes great conversation around tennis. And if that's the goal, I can take it anywhere. It's like, I could do a podcast like this. I could do an interview series. I could do an, a Netflix, like whatever it may be. I want baseline conversation to be everywhere where the conversation of tennis is happening. Like if there's a conversation about tennis, I want baseline conversation to be there. Um, and I love the name too, because it's like baseline means kind of like starting point. It's like, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I know all these things about tennis. Like I don't, like I'm three months in, I'm such a baby in this sport, but th that's the cool thing about it. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and try to have these like crazy analytical conversations about this sport that I'm just learning. I'm going to keep the conversation at the baseline. So hopefully tennis players understand, but also people who don't play tennis can understand as well, meet in the middle. So the goal is like, I really, really want to turn this into something that everybody knows about. Like I really, really want that. I want this to be something that tennis players feel like they're being represented well in, but also something that will entice non-tennis players to say, Hey, I want to kind of join this revolution of what tennis is, is, is going through right now. So I see it being big. Like I, I'm going to stay consistent, going to stay posting. I think that the, the, the mediums and the pages that I've seen do very, very well, just the, the pages that just continue to be consistent, kind of like tennis. It's like, there's this consistent, you know, input to get the output. And so consistency is definitely going to be key for me. And, um, I just want people always getting a video every single day, feeling they're part of this journey. And then we'll blink and we'll be like, dang, Sam, like you're at hundred K in a hundred days, you know? So that's kind of the heart and the goal behind it. So I just have to keep diversifying the content, you know, doing, you know, fun things, but also staying true. You know, the heart of it is 
talking. So it's like, if I can gravitate people with the conversations I'm having, you know, hopefully it'll go to where I want it to be. But also people love feeling a part of something, right? So creating a space where people feel like they're a part of this too, you know? So really excited for that. Yeah, man. I love it. Um, dude, I think we're going to run out. I think that's probably us. What a chat. What a time. Loved it. You can follow Sam on Instagram at Baseline Conversations. I recommend it. Just don't give him any more coaching. The man is coached enough. Our competition right now, if you head to 4040's Instagram page, which is at 4040 Hitting Club, you can enter our draw to win a limited edition art print designed by the great Andy Barker. You love him. You love to hear from him and crafted in Bushy in London. These lino prints are limited to 100 issues, editions, should I say, and we want to give one away because we love art and we love you and we love tennis and we want to have a little menage a toi with all of those loves. So to, uh, to enter the competition, follow us, tag two friends and like the post and you're in. We'll post it anywhere in the world, anywhere you like, just to get some art in your hands. Otherwise, join me back here next week, 4040 Radio. Thank you very much.